Hi guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome back to No Limits, a Mitrab podcast. So how you doing this week, Mike? I'm good, man. I'm excited for this series here, The Road to Total Power. I've been thinking about this book nonstop. As most of you know, I've been tweeting about this book nonstop. Yes, you have. And so I, I'm just pumped. I, I wish we didn't have two months. Actually, I didn't realize it's two months to the day. July nice. 15th, we're recording. And uh, September 15th, Total Power comes out. Well, anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing great. No, I'm excited. We're doing a special bonus episode today, uh, our ro- start of our road to total power. Uh, super excited to be talking about this book, everything that we know. Super excited to talk about the Ambassadors Program, which our podcast, you submitted it for us, and we are an ambassador. Excited about that. Um, yeah, and it's just, summer is going well. Yeah. So on that topic, shout out to all the hashtag Mitch Rap Ambassadors. Yes. It's a program. It's, the application is still open. They're going to be selecting people on a weekly basis. So if you want to go on and share why you deserve to be recognized as one of the top Mitch Rap fans around the world, you can submit an application, a picture you know, of you preferably reading or with a book or your collection. And if you have any social media where you can promote the book and promote the platform, um, I'm sure you'd have a great chance of being selected. So you can apply at vinceflynn.com while you're there. Order your copy of Total Power. Place your pre-order way in advance to make sure you get it on September 15th. Already done. And if, and if selected as a Mitch Rapp ambassador, you will get an advanced reading copy, which I am pumped about. I'm going to be checking the mailbox every day over the, you know, the next couple of weeks and months. Just hoping that package is in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very excited for that. Yeah. So another, while we're on it, another part of our Twitter roundup this week, we have some amazing people online interacting with us. Uh, we started a countdown, and we're currently at 62 days to total power. And so every day, we've been using the hashtag countdown number of days to total power and submitting or posting lyrics. And the lyrics are a cover of a famous song, but substituting the words all about Mitch Rap <laughs> And... We've had some we've had some some golden ones thanks to um, at evil rap lady, at J Plume, at David T underscore Canucks, and at D Dobiasek. And Chris, I don't know if you saw this, but you submitted one, right? And and uh, David David uh, sang it for you, right? <laughs> Have you seen the video yet? Yeah, though? you sent it to me. That was hilarious. Well, we got a second one I posted today. Yeah, we've got him doing his best uh, Freddie Mercury impression of We Are the Ambassadors yes, instead of like We Are one. the Champions. <laughs> Today, he did his best uh, Lee Greenwood impression, and we got him doing God Bless. Is it God Bless Mitch Rapp? What is it? Oh, it's uh, I'm Proud to Be a Mitch Rapp Fan. Oh, nice. As a, I'm, I'm proud to be an American. Nice. And I'm proud to be American. That's what it is. And uh, so we got that up on our website, MitchRappPod.com. Just click our Road to Total Power page, and you could see all these wacky song lyrics. And, um, you know, you could see everybody's favorite, David, doing his uh, his best Freddie Mercury and Lee Greenwood. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I thanks for sending me those videos. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Weren't you going to do a Baby Got Rap? Oh, we got we got um, Baby Got Rap. It's, uh, oh, man. How, how did I write this? I one? like big guns and I cannot lie. No, it was, uh, <laughs> what the heck was it? 
I like Mitch Rapp and I cannot lie. You terrorists can't deny. When Rapp walks in, what does he walk in with? With a gun in Rapp his walks waist. In with a gun in his, a nine millimeter in his waist, you get sprung. That's nice. It. That's it. Yeah, if David can do some uh, Sir Mix a lot or Sir Rap a lot, I think Sir Rap a lot. I go. think we get a lot more sales of Total Power. I think so. <laughs> At least ten more. Oh, easily. <laughs> well, you can cut that. <laughs> also, to wrap up our progress on the Patreon page, we are so yes. grateful. We have a Very couple grateful. of new patrons. Thank you to our newest agent, Maria C, and our special agents, Ray M, Catherine C, and Jeff P. Of course. They've got some swag in the mail. I sent out the bookmarks and the stickers. And they are also eligible for our July giveaway. So don't forget, at the end of this month, we'll be choosing one patron as a winner for our first giveaway. A Vince Flynn autographed copy of Separation of Power. And so we're going to pick that winner on July... How many days in July? 31st. July 31st. July 31st, and if you are a patron by then, you still have a chance to get your name in the hat for that uh, copy of the book. We're going to be reading Separation of Power in October, and so you still have time to sign up and get entered into the July raffle. Just go to our website, mitchrappod.com, and click the orange Support Us on Patreon button. So a huge shout-out and thank you to everybody who has joined our Patreon page so far. Yes, yes, thank you very much. You know, I haven't run this by you, Chris, but the patrons have been so exciting. I'm committing to four episodes a month, so I'm giving you a little extra work. We've we've been doing between three and four episodes a month, but with these guys supporting us, uh, we're committing to four episodes a month, making this pretty much a weekly podcast. Boom. Let's do it. So, Chris, what content are we covering today? Right, so today is part one of our Road to Total Power, and this is just a special episode devoted to everything that we know now about Total Power. And this will be the next book in the Metrab series, and it'll be the 19th book overall, and it'll be the sixth book by Kyle Mills. So, basically, you know, dating all the way back to last September, in an interview that Kyle Mills did with The Real Books by, we gain some information about the next book. You know, uh, Lethal Agent had just come out. Uh, mainly that interview was all about Lethal Agent, which we just read and we're going to be talking about in next month. And at the end of that book, Mitch has defeated ISIS, and now he wanted to focus on something different. So in that interview, we learned, you know, a little bit about the book, and then over time we learned about the title. And it's interesting, fun fact, that the word power has been used in a Mitrap book title four times. You have transfer of power, separation of power, executive power. So I asked you, is is power been the most common word to be used in a Mitrap title? And of course, I nerded out and uh, spent some time on this. It's going to be used for the fourth time, which is going to make it the most used non-preposition of any wow. title. Wow. <laughs> The word the, I think, came up four or five times. No, the came up four times in titles, but the word of came up five times. So essentially, power is the most used word. Yes. Although uh, kill was pretty close. I believe there are three books with kill. Yeah, kill shot. Kill shot, consent consent to to kill, kill, and order to kill. Order to kill, yeah. So, yep. I wonder, um, 
Yeah, power. Power is going to be our most common word in any Mitrap book. Nice. Right, so what do you think about the name? Ominous, doing something different? I love it. I, I mean, Lethal Agent, for its time, was very cutting edge and then super scary, imagining infectious diseases, particularly Yars, right? He writes about, spoiler, Yemeni acute respiratory uh, syndrome. And just a few months later, right, like we have the current pandemic. So, you know, Kyle's nailed a topic that was very scary, that was seemed super realistic. Most of his research seemed to be about the SARS virus um, years prior, but right. he nailed it. Well, when I hear total power, I'm jazz thinking, is he going to nail it again? Like, it, I hope Kyle Mills isn't going to be a soothsayer like he was about this current pandemic. I'm concerned about the power grid. That's always been, I think, one of America's top vulnerabilities. And so hearing the title Total Power, an attack on our electrical system and uh, a potential blackout, that scares me, right? Like equal parts ominous, equal parts exciting. And then this is just coming to me, you know, having reread The Lethal Agent. I think we're going to see an election season again, right? Yeah, definitely. We saw in Lethal Agent Christine Barnett angling you know, really angling uh, to become the the, the nominee. And I, I think we're going to see another election season in this book. So total power, when you think the election... Double edge, yeah. Yep, it ha it's that double entendre meaning of, uh, yes, the, the crisis with the power grid, but I'm like, that can equally apply to a candidate wanting total power or another country manipulating our elections and they have total power over our democracy. And right. I'm like... I mean, coming off Red War, right, two books ago, I'm thinking Russia's interference and things. I'm thinking this title, Total Power, is going to surprise us and mean more than just the electrical grid. Yeah, I, I like how most of the time, we, we sort of talked about it with the third option, right, and how the title can mean multiple different things, term limit as well. So I, I always like, you know, we, we typically get in these books some in-your-face meaning of the the title and then you know some uh, the title plays in multiple ways right so let's let's get a little bit deeper into what we know about the actual book so just go into the description that's on vinceflynn.com it just says so in our next thriller in the number one new york times best-selling mitrap series it's a race against the clock when isis takes down the entire u.s power grid and throws america into chaos when mitrap captures isis's top technology expert he reveals that he was on his way to meet a man who claims to have the ability to bring down america's power grid rap is determined to eliminate the shadowing figure but the cia's trap fails the agency is still trying to determine what went wrong when isis operatives helped the cyber terrorist do what he said he could plunge the country into darkness with no concept of how this unprecedented act was accomplished the task of moving the power back on could take months perhaps even years Rapp and his team embark on a desperate search for, for the only people who know how to repair the damage, the ones responsible. But his operating environment is nothing like he's experienced before. Computers and communication networks are down. Fuel can no longer be pumped from gas stations. Water and sanitation systems are on the brink of collapse, and the supply of food is running out. Can Rapp get the lights back on before America descends irretrievably into chaos? Dun dun dun. <laughs> Yeah, that's scary stuff, right? Like, cyber warfare is going to be the next, or uh, cyber, you know, hacking is going to be the next 
wave of terrorism or the next wave of even warfare and both like in real life and in fiction fiction yeah i think if you think like pandemic like genre literature and movies there was a little bit of it right from what i heard um in a few interviews was publishing companies pandemic literature shot up when this whole thing started and then it got really old real fast and you know initially people were eating up pandemic literature well, like I watched Contagion, and it was like the number one watched right. movie in on iTunes, and for you know a couple months back in March and April. I don't know. It just could be a unique angle, and I could see literature and movies like taking off with this kind of stuff over the next five, ten years. And unfortunately, I can equally see an attack of this nature being common and sparking that. So I think Kyle Mills again. I think he's going to go. Two for two, or really six for six, we should say, on these books, but two for two at least on current events. I mean, I, I hope like the actual power grid doesn't go down. No, same, right? Uh, but I, but I definitely think the idea of cyber warfare. You know, I sort of posed this question to my friends the other day, uh, to you, have uh, on our weekly Zoom call, right? Have we seen the end of conventional warfare? Um, is it? Is it only going to be, you know, sort of these small, not small, but like, we're going to see warfare in poor third world countries, um, and then everything else is going to be in the cloud in, you know, in terms of all this other stuff. So yeah, he's definitely ahead of the times. He knows where things are going, which most of these books have been, you know, like that. And it's genius to tie that in with an election cycle. Just look at what we learned in 2016. We still don't have the full picture, but uh, how much there were claims of interference by foreign governments. And if not that intense, there were at least fake news campaigns that were organized and social media was used to sway public opinion. We have to have learned our lesson, but I feel like we didn't. And I, I, November of this year, right, is going to be, right. I think, a massive turning point in our country. Yes, some could argue the last four years have been that turning point, but I do think there's going to be a very defining something in November around this election. And so for Kyle Mills to target that and realize those things align in the real world and they're aligning in Rap's world, the election and this vulnerability, I just think is genius. I think it's um, it's brilliant and it just – for all the things we could look at in Rap's world and say, no way. You know, all the badass things to save the day or all the decisions uh, that he makes. And we could just say, no way. I mean, we are getting closer and closer to these books sounding more real in every yeah. sense, in every exactly. sense. And exactly. I think this one's I think this one's going to nail that just like Lethal Agent did. The last couple have been really, you know, close to home. I feel like while we're going to get to it, but I like I, how I loved Memorial Day. I guess it's still possible, obviously, you know, sneaking a nuke onto uh, U.S. soil and potentially detonating a dirty bomb. But, like, I don't, I guess I fear that, but I don't fear it imminently, you know what I mean? Yep. These more subtle attacks we fear, you know, more presciently. Exactly. One interesting thing about just reading that description, we then can go to uh, another part where we have sort of behind the book and to see like where you know why he wrote this and it just begins to get me to think that we've never actually seen mitch you know prevent something from happening like we rarely 
rarely do we see him lose. You know, in Lethal Agent, he saves the day. You know, m- most of the time he saves the day. The virus didn't get out there. Yeah, it, exactly. But here it happens. But here the attack happens. The world is plunged into darkness. And I think it's interesting, like we in this interview where Kyle mentions, you know, he wanted to have a a plot. Not only he had written uh, in his previous series about Mark Beeman, where some terrorists had this plot that was able to be foiled, but then he wanted to now take it a step further. Let's say, what if it doesn't get foiled? Now, he and I quote, he says, "What about a world without power? How would I heat up my house?" In he lives in uh, Wyoming. Um, how, how would food be processed and transported to his glo- local grocery store? How would water be pumped you know, to my house for drinking and sanitation? And these are all like really prescient questions to like, you know, an interesting, interesting questions to research and then write a book about. And then and take the next step. Here we have Mitch Rapp. He's always saving the day. Now let's put him into a different situation where he's, you know, He's normally accustomed to winning, but in the situation, what if he didn't win? What if he allowed the the attack to happen, and now he has to deal with it, right? He now, obviously, this is going to put him into, he doesn't have communications. He can't, you know, what, what is he going to do? He has to, like, freaking ride horseback, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and all those points are great, and, and that's that's going to make for a great read. But I'm I'm excited for another angle of this. You know how these stories, and it's part of the genre, right? This device of while the main action is taking place here, you have yeah. a quick cut to, you know, some new character or some random family in a seemingly yeah. random isolated place. Yet over the course of the book, those two events collide, right? And those two narratives, uh, those two stories are more intertwined than one would have thought. I'm looking forward to those initial chapters that seem out of the blue. I'm really hoping we get uh, what would I would call an ordinary American family, right? Just living their life and watching them deal with the fallout of this attack. Uh, that to me would be equally intriguing as the you know crazy off the chain stuff we see we get to see rap do, which you know we can guarantee he's going to do some crazy badass right. stuff. I'm almost equally concerned for Kyle Mills' thought process on how would an average American's daily life and habits change? How would the safety of communities, you know, not, there's a bomb in New York City, but how would the safety of a family in small town, like like you mentioned, Wyoming, what would happen to that town? How, how would life go on? And then equally, I'm interested in how would communities pull together? I, I think we're going to see some examples of heroism, Outside of rap, Irene and the CIA, I really think we're going to have to see a character who becomes heroic or very many characters who become heroic just on the, you know, belief of love for neighbor, right? We're going to have to see as much as the terrible stuff is going to be happening and making noise in the plot, the plot's also going to have to be sustained by your average good natured Americans stepping up and leading communities, protecting them defending them and providing for them. And so I'm really excited, whether that's a new character or a new set of characters, I'm just excited to see how that gets written. Right. One, one other thing I just want to bring up in, in reading what Kyle wrote about writing this book is the, the research that he did. And he said that he read a bunch of congressional reports that concluded 90% of Americans would die of a blackout last year. And like this, there is a report that 
exists that goes into details about what happens with the blackout and all this stuff. It'd be interesting if we could find, you know, those reports or similar reports that people have done for blackouts and, and mitigations. And then just the amount of detail that has been taken to understanding what would what to prepare for a potential assault on a grid or you know how a government would deal with this kind of stuff. And he says that in the, in the end, his investigation into this scenario of, of power and loss of the power grid, the scenario, was every bit as terrifying as his coronavirus research that he did for Lethal Agent, and that it led to a streak of sleepless nights. And that's it's creepy, chilling. Yeah, exactly, right? Oh, no. So, you know, these books are always well-researched, and I'm just excited to go a little... I've liked how these last two books have gone a little bit different, and... Yeah. I'm, I'm liking it. It sort of revitalizes the, the series a little bit. Yeah. and I Not that I needed it, but you know you know what I mean. It's always good yeah. to have something new. And I remember Kyle really enjoying that, you know, writing Lethal Agent of putting Mitch in a new scenario, a Spanish-speaking country, right? Central America. Right, exactly. Uh, that was new for him, a new challenge. And writing in the drug cartels, right? We always hear about terrorist networks. Well, another terrorist network in the sense of their damaging lives are the drug cartels. And so putting match, uh, putting Mitch smack into the middle of their drama and how they operate was new. Uh, he's got a lot of opportunities to put Mitch in new situations here, which is, is where Kyle thrives and where he said he gets a sense of personal fulfillment as a writer doing those things. So it seems like a slam dunk. Uh, that congressional report you mentioned, 90% of Americans would die if a blackout lasted a year. That that is just that's, that's jaw dropping. Like we, I got to find this report. Like we, congressional like who do you go to for this? Like I'm going to have to do I'm going to have to find that. I bet there's a lot of organizations out there who have done these kind of um you know like in the military it's a forced depletion report like if we choose this action what would be the consequences in numbers of American personnel lost. There's got to be not a force depletion, but like citizen depletion report. It sounds like this is it. Like if this attack happens, we can expect this outcome. That's terrifying. So I don't know, Chris, if we do some research on this, I'm willing to, to chat about it and come back in a few weeks and see what we found and what we read about and um, continue this road to total power. Uh, I definitely would be down for that. All right, let's wrap it up here with our most recent entry in our Total Power Knowledge, and that was this short little YouTube video that we got um, during you know lockdown where we had this on-crew reviews, the story time. By the way, great podcast um, for anybody out there. The crew reviews, these guys are incredible, and every week they're bringing on a different author. They just interviewed the author of Blacktop Wasteland, which came out today. And it's, from what I can tell, going to rise straight up the charts. And so the crew reviews, check them out. Uh, great podcast doing video interviews with different authors every week. Yes. Sorry not to cut you off. Oh, no, it's okay. Right, so we had Kyle Mills that went on, and he said he was a, a thousand miles from his house. He didn't have any books, so he decided to read a page from his second draft of Total Power. And so we get the author reading this page of total power and do you want to tell us a little bit about what that page said mike you know once again teachers in the summer i got too much time, Way on too my much hands. time in your hand <laughs> i um i took this little snippet and i i left no stone unturned i was thinking every facet of it so we learn a little bit we learn or we see um mitch rap undercover in an airport in granada spain 
and if, and I looked it up. It was the Lorca Airport, GRX, and he's watching the security line for folks coming through. And he's got dossiers on three suspects, in addition to a primary target named Hamal Katan. All three are young Middle Eastern men, and they're going on trips that seem out of the ordinary. One is going to terminate in Barcelona and not continue flying. Another two out of these three Middle Eastern men Mitch is uh, tracking are going to continue, according to their flight uh, plan, into the U.S. And they're going to be on the same flight as Catan, who is the primary target. And it says, a fourth man from Pakistan was... And then Kyle cuts us off, and that's all he leaves us. This I wonder, is this the trap that goes bad that they that was mentioned in the um, the description? Yeah, it says a CIA play a CIA trap is foiled and goes go south. Yeah. Is this it? Is something going to happen at this airport, or is Mitch going to get on the wrong plane with these guys? I don't know. Or is he able to reveal this, and his publisher was okay with that because? It doesn't lead us anywhere. It it's just a kind anywhere. of blasé scene. It just yeah, I don't know. Young Middle Eastern radicalized men on a flight. Like maybe they're not giving us anything, or maybe he's giving us something we just don't know what it is. <laughs> well, Hamakatan must be like the ISIS leader, the ISIS technology guy that he's trying to get. I don't know. So I, I went crazy though because I'm thinking like, so they're flying from Granada to Barcelona. Barcelona's in Catalonia. There's a Catalonian secession movement, and this guy's named Catan. Is there any connection to the Bar- <laughs> the uh, secessionist movement? You know, is there some autonomous zone that declares themselves independent so rap can, or the terrorists can take some liberties there? Is that why they're flying into Barcelona? Yeah, why are they in Spain? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know Kyle was, was he living in Spain for a while, or at least vacationing there long term? Okay. Maybe that's why, but... um. So I started looking up, you know, what actual flights would go from GRX in Granada to Barcelona. And so I definitely found out they're flying Vueling, the nice. low-cost Spanish carrier. <laughs> I, I think that you was... You really went into this. <laughs> well, so here was my goal. I wanted to see, do any flights go from Granada to the U.S. directly? Because then we would oh, know right. what city, what cities in the U.S. are going to be, you know, right. uh, under attack. Uh, but then I saw they were flying to Barcelona so Which I mean, once we, exactly once you connect to Barcelona, they could be going anywhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Vueling was the only one with a flight from Granada to Barcelona direct. So uh, nice. Yeah, I just like that excerpt because whether it's the first chapter or one of the first five chapters, or I guess it could be earlier on. But you know, those first chapters just get your blood flowing. It, they all have sort of the same sort of I don't know cadence to how they're how the word flow goes and and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I like that. I like your hunch that this is our, or one of these guys is our technology expert. Yeah. I, and, and your hunch that this might be the, the plot that gets foiled. Maybe yeah. it's a rabbit hole. I don't know. We'll see when we get our advanced copy. Yeah, I don't know. Spain? I just It's a new new area. We haven't seen, we've seen rap in Africa, a lot in, we've seen him in France, we've seen him obviously in the Middle East, mainly in the Middle East. We've seen him in the Philippines, U.S. Yep. Last year, we saw him in Mexico. I wonder if any Spanish he picked up in Mexico is going to either help him or hurt him in Spain with people being able to pick up on any dialects and differences. Or if I had a bone to pick with, I don't know, we can talk about this when 
we do Lethal Agent podcast, but so he's fluent in French. Like he knows French. That's a known midrap like characteristic. Spanish is a romance language. He should be able oh. to to pick up. He should be a little bit better at Spanish. You know what I mean? I had that that would yeah. bother me a little bit. But anyways, well, we can talk about it next episode. Maybe a little more familiarity, but certainly, especially being in the Americas, certainly not having that native um, ability at all, right? Oh, like sure. Arabic, sure. we know he has that native ability to pick up on idioms oh, dialects. and he sayings knows. and the yeah. dialects. Yeah, he can even differentiate the different forms of Arabic. So so much, remember, like in the conversation he had with Claudia over the phone in the last book, she didn't know what he was saying, even though she was taking, she was trying to learn Arabic, right? So, And he was trying to keep his phrases very simple so that she could pick up on them. Yeah. Because he couldn't blow his cover speaking English to her. And George Goodell, I just listened to his audio book. Uh, oh, did you hear the announcement today? I did. I did. He's he was selected and uh, he's going to do total power again. Thank goodness, a lot of the fans were pleased to hear that. Uh, that's exciting. I like uh, him a lot. I think he does yes. a good job. Yeah, you recommended him to me. I'm actually Lethal Agent was the first book I did on audiobook with him, and so I got to go back now that I know he's such a legend because I read these books initially. I never did audiobooks, right? But now that you got me into them, um, I definitely need to backtrack and try out a few of his older ones. Yeah. Wow. All well, right. well, that's our uh, our first episode of Road to Total Power. Hope you enjoyed it. You know, we, we hope to come back with some more nuggets as we get them uh, with our next Road to Total Power episode. Maybe we'll even go, you know, go deeper into this if we can find some of these congressional uh, reports on the power grid. But yeah, anything else you need to say, Mike? That's it. Uh, I'm pumped. Congratulations to all the Mitch Rapp ambassadors out there. Yes. Looking forward to getting that advanced reading copy. That is going to be lock the doors, don't talk to me. I will be sitting, well, probably out back if the weather's nice for a good 12 hours straight. You won't hear from me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Zoom calls with the guys. I won't be no, texting y'all. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for this book. I'm excited to read it. And um, yeah, I'm excited to do Lethal Agent. Cool. Yeah, so uh, what is coming up next, Chris? What are we going to do down the road? Right, so for our next episode, we're going to be going our deep dive into Lethal Agent. So look out for that on the first Monday of August. Remember to please subscribe, rate, and review us using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us online at Pod or using our Twitter handle at Pod. And as always, just let Mitch be Mitch. And so just a quick shout out to everybody selected as a Mitch Rap ambassador. We will shout out a few of our Twitter friends. So we have Sarah Walton at S Walton 907, Troy Poole at Troy Poole, J Todd Wilkins at Zen Extremist, Angela Watts, another author at Peculiar Angela. Brian Lixo at Brian underscore Lixo, L-I-C-S-K-O. Derek Ludke at D-E-E-K, Ludke, L-U-E-D-T-K-E. Christopher Payne at Chris Payne. Friend of the podcast and patron, Kashif H at Kashif1307. 
Tom Dooley at Duels, D-U-E-L-L-S-O-6. Another friend of the podcast and patron, Evil Rap Lady at Evil Book Lady. Dave Collins at Silver and Blue DC. Todd Anderson at Andy, A-N-D-E, 9547, at Rich Map, Rich Map. Stephen at Mick, M-I-C-H, Escobar, 09. And that's it so far for the Mitch Rap ambassadors that we've interacted with on Twitter. If you get selected as an ambassador, be sure to give us a shout at Mitch Rap Pod, and we'd love to mention and congratulate you here on the show.